You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. Of course, once again, you always say yes and you figure it out from there. That was Leia Barak. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hi, Marnie on the Move listeners. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode with Leia Barak. I'm pretty sure after listening, you are going to be dialing into all things Leia. She is a woman of many talents and titles, doing what she loves. Leia is a well-known choreographer, dancer, Pilates instructor, and entrepreneur on the wellness scene. Leia Barak has been dancing since the age of two. Her passion for choreography and dance brought her to New York City from her hometown in Detroit, Michigan, where she learned from some of the most talented people in the business. She made a quick pit stop in between at Indiana University, where she ended up developing the modern dance major and curriculum because there wasn't one at the time. Today, Leia is the director of Broadway Bears, where she was a choreographer prior to directing the show. She is a hip hop dance teacher at Steps on Broadway, where she has been teaching for over a decade. And Leia is also the co-founder of Brothmasters, a bone broth company she launched with her mother, Dorothy, in 2015. It began after an injury and ankle surgery triggered her Crohn's disease in 2012. Leia and her mother turned to homemade bone broth to help her reduce inflammation and get the nutrients she needed into her body to help her heal. It was a true game changer for her health and her career. On today's episode, I sync up with Leia about her passion for choreography and dance, her journey from Detroit to New York City, pursuing her dream career, building a business with her mom, how her battle with Crohn's disease inspired innovation, the healing power of bone broth, and the delicious, nutrient-dense ingredients in Broth Masters. And of course, we talk about her philosophy around saying yes and the movement and wellness routines that fuel her for success. You can learn more about Brothmasters at brothmasters.com and Brothmasters on social. Also, head over to Broadway Bears and learn more about their 2020 plans. Follow Leia Barak on Instagram to sign up for her hip-hop or Pilates classes. I hope you enjoy what you hear on today's show. If you do, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Head over to your app on your phone or your iPad or your computer. Scroll through the 120 plus episodes. Click on the five stars, rate a review, and tell us what you love about the show. If you're on Instagram, share what you love about the podcast you're listening to in your stories. Tag us, Marnie on the Move or Marnie on the Move podcast, and we will share what you're sharing in our stories. Feel free always to reach out, DM me, ask me any questions, or if you have any questions for our guests, I would be happy to answer them. Before we get started with today's episode, a word about our sponsors, Mad Ritual CBD. Today's episode is fueled by Mad Ritual CBD. Mad Ritual CBD has changed my recovery game in a really big way. Get ready to recover like a rebel with these awesome, high-quality, 
CBD-infused products. Their CBD balm is off the charts amazing. And I'm not the only one that thinks so. Mad Ritual has 100-plus five-star reviews. The balms have five simple organic ingredients, coconut oil, shea butter, olive oil, plant wax, CBD, and different blends of essential oils. Personally, I prefer the eucalyptus and peppermint. They also offer a terrific CBD-infused total recovery supplement. Not just for athletes, the products are formulated to ease all of the aches and pains that come along with being an active human. So, if you're sore from life, Mad Ritual gets it. Founded by women athletes and active entrepreneurs, they are committed to helping active folks bring more balance to their lives. Mad Ritual is offering Marnie on the Move listeners 15% off. Head over to their website, madritual.com, and use the code Marnie on the Move. Now, on to the episode. It's so great to have you on the show today. Thank you for jumping on a call with me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Where did your journey into hip hop and dance begin? Yeah. I mean, I've been dancing since I was two years old in Detroit, Michigan. I grew up at Annette and Company School of Dance, which is where Annette Burgos and her two sons, Josh and Mark Burgos, were my teachers. And Josh Burgos actually went on to be a very big time choreographer on Broadway. And he choreographed for the show Smash as well that was on television. I think he won an Emmy for that. I grew up dancing in Michigan. And then when I went to college, I was unsure of what I wanted to study, but dance always was a very big draw to me. And so at Indiana University, I actually ended up doing an individualized major because they had individualized major program. I, there wasn't a dance major at Indiana University at the time, except for ballet, which was not my strong dance ability. So I started an individualized major through their individualized major program that I got a dance sponsor and a business through the art sponsor. And together we came up with a curriculum where I could both study dance, dance history, but also business and marketing and development through the arts world. And then after I left Indiana, I took a year off actually to go backpacking across the world. Nice. <laughs> as one does. <laughs> and then I immediately moved to New York City to try to become a choreographer and a dancer. I had always had dreams to be a choreographer. Uh, so that was primarily what I was trying to pursue when I moved there. And Within the second day of moving to New York, a fellow friend of mine that did the individualized major program with me, there were six of us that did this individualized major that basically we actually created the dance major for Indiana University that they implemented the year after we graduated. That's so we so sort of, cool. yeah, it was really cool to be a part of something where the modern dance program was a minor at the time. And because of the way that we were able to develop this individualized major from six people that were interested in it, they were then able to take that curriculum that we kind of made with our sponsors and developed it into the dance major at Indiana University. So that was really cool to be a part of that way back when. And basically one of my friends that I danced with at Indiana that I did the major with, she was working at Steps on Broadway in an administrative role there. And they had just lost one of their hip hop teachers to a Broadway show and they were starting their classes that Monday and it was Saturday. So she called me up and, you know, told me that she told her whole office that her friend from Indiana that was a hip hop 
choreographer, teacher, just moved to New York, that they should give me this job. And I walked into that office wearing like my hippie skirt, just coming off traveling, backpacking <laughs> for a year. And so like hippie flowy. And one of my friends that's a teacher there later, like years later, he told me that when I walked into that office, he told my boss, you can't hire that girl to teach hip hop. She's not a hip hop <laughs> dancer wearing that outfit. Which That's is awesome. To show you, people totally judge dance by, you know, what your look is. Like you're, you know, a white Jewish girl. You can't possibly be a hip hop dancer if you're wearing a flowy skirt and like a hippie outfit. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. I was, I was, I was a different personality at the time. That's so funny. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty hilarious, but they hired me based off of that recommendation. And that was pretty incredible to me because I grew up doing dance conventions and steps on Broadway and Broadway dance center. These were like staple, really high up there dance studios that I had known about my entire life and dance teachers that I had looked up to since I was a kid taught at these institutions. And so then, you know, here I am my second day in New York City, and I get hired to teach in the pre-professional program at Steps on Broadway, which was at the time called the School at Steps. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the best dance schools in the world and definitely in the city. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, that has been my home now, you know, for uh, has such and such of as many years as I've been in New York City. Yeah, I mean, two years. Year, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's so kidding. funny because, you know, it's like we met through Brothmasters. Yes, my bone broth company, yeah. I honestly, like, you totally downplayed the hip hop, let me just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I met you, it was at Athleta and I was doing a tasting event for the broth. So right. when I'm in, like, my Brothmasters mode, I not really like, you know, even talking about the fact that I'm a hip hop choreographer and a teacher and direct, you know, things like Broadway Bear. So it's a totally different hat, but also within the same world of like health, wellness, fitness. Well, you do it well, because honestly, you. you know, it's like n- now that I've discovered your dance and hip hop and all the amazing <laughs> things you do with Broadway Bears. I mean, that's so cool. So tell me, we're going to come back to Brothmasters because I want you to continue on the dance trajectory of hip hop <laughs> and steps. I think it's pretty incredible. So, so you're teaching at steps and how did you get involved with Broadway Bears? It actually, anyways, all ties together with the broth as well. <laughs> my dance career into my wealth, wellness and broth career. <laughs> so I've been teaching at steps on Broadway now for, I would say 15 years. So it was my first job in the city and it really like helped me get my foot in the door as far as just meeting other teachers, other choreographers, other artists. And I met some of my closest friends that, you know, in New York City at the same versus some like LA, people really help each other out. So one of my best friends, Jonathan Lee, actually he helped me get a few jobs teaching around the city at the same time when I first moved there. So then I started teaching at Dance New Amsterdam. I eventually had a class at Alvin Ailey. So I was kind of all over the place teaching and choreographing and just trying to put my stamp in the dance world. And I was having a lot of successes with, you know, just teaching all over the city, choreographing for different up and coming artists, showcases. And Unfortunately, as many dancers encounter, I really injured my ankle 
and had to get a really severe ankle surgery. So that took me out of dance for a minute. And I'll come back to that because that relates okay. very much to the broth story. But basically, I had been still teaching and doing, but I was doing a little bit less choreography because of my ankle and my injury. And a good friend of mine, I'd gone to see a show at the Joyce and my good friend, Nick Kinkle, he was directing Broadway Bears at the time. And I had sort of been out of choreographing for like a year because of my ankle. And he used to take my class at Steps in Dance New Amsterdam. And he approached me and said, you know, I love your choreography. Would you ever be interested in choreographing for Broadway Bears? And of course, I said yes, because I was always taught to say yes to everything and figure right. it out later, you know, even though it, it totally scared me because I hadn't choreographed for as big of a show as that before. And I had only seen the show at Roseland Ballroom, and then they were changing over to Hammerstein Ballroom that year uh, because Roseland was closing. And just so, tell me quickly about, like, yeah. what is Broadway Bears for some people yeah. who don't know listening? Yeah, so... Broadway Bears is Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. It's their biggest fundraiser event of the year. So it is basically a time of year that 200 plus dancers come together from Broadway, off-Broadway, national tours, and we put together a one-night-only show that raises money for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. And it's just such a magical time of year because you have literally every single Broadway show coming together to volunteer their time and energy and talents to raise money for this organization that does so much good for, you know, they they give money to the Actors Fund, which helps dancers and actors that don't have health insurance um, get the medical uh, treatments that they need or see doctors. They help fund the Phyllis Newman Women's Fund. They obviously help the AIDS initiative, but since that's not as prevalent now as it was in the 90s, they've now branched out to helping all sorts of different things. They have a COVID fund right now that they're doing to help out people that can't afford healthcare right now that are str struggling. So they just do so much amazing work. And this event has become kind of a staple in the Broadway community as a time of year that kicks off the summer, brings everyone together, and we all are doing something for the greater good. So, you know, last year we raised the most amount of money as um, in our funders are for the dancers. We raised over a million dollars and collectively for the whole show, we raised $2 million. That's amazing. So yeah, it's really like a very special show. And so the first year that I did it, I choreographed a number and I was terrified, but it was the most incredible experience I've ever had. And I've some of my best friends have come out of working on this show. And that was the year they moved from Roseland to Hammerstein Ballroom? Correct. Yeah, that was the first year they did Hammerstein Ballroom, which Hammerstein is such a big space that it became just like a massive show production value-wise. You have 200 dancers, you have about 12 to 13 choreographers. You have a costume designer per choreographer. You have projections designers per choreographer. You have about probably 75 Mac makeup artists and hairstylists that come in to do everyone's hair and makeup. And it's just a massive production, like putting together the stage, the design, the concept, everything. 
sounds amazing. I can't believe that I have not been yet. Oh my God. Well, in 2021, because we can't have it this year, you have to come because it's the 30th anniversary and I will be directing the show uh, once again next year. That's incredible. Yeah. So I choreographed for it for four years and then Nick approached me to co-direct the show with him so that he could pass the baton on to me. And then last year was my first year solo directing the show, which entails basically coming up with the whole theme for the show, picking all the choreographers and, you know, kind of everything, the the set designs, everything kind of goes through me and what the vision of the show is. So it was, it's a massive undertaking. And I learned so much about, you know, just obviously directing, but just working with all different types of people, all different branches of the arts, whether it's the costume designers or the projection designers or the stage crew or the, you know, lighting design. And it was an amazing experience. And I was the second female director in the last 29 years to direct the show. So so that's, that's pretty, pretty major. Awesome. And yeah. <laughs> I actually know a few people who are aspiring choreographers. And I have heard that is one of the hardest jobs to get because people don't leave the jobs. And also there's no women, very few women. Is that that is very true. Yeah. I mean, there are more women that are starting to get recognition. Um, Camille Brown is really, she's choreographing a ton of stuff and she's incredible. Uh, but it is definitely a world where kind of a lot of the same choreographers that make it to that point and have a name for themselves. They're the ones that kind of keep getting the job because they're the, the big names that producers want to put on a show. So yeah. it's, it is hard. It's very challenging. It all kind of just happened to me with, the, with getting to be director. I never even, I never even put my name in the hat as like, I want to direct this show. So it was extremely flattering to me when obviously Nick and Broadway Cares and Jerry Mitchell all gave the green light to ask me to do this. You know, these are all people that I look up to and all the choreographers that I work with that I've chosen to be a part of the show last year and this year. These are people that are just so inspiring to me and I've looked up to so much through my career and to get the chance to work with these artists and to hear their ideas and to help their ideas and to get that kind of response from everybody is just, there's, there's nothing more rewarding, honestly. <laughs> that's that's really cool. I mean, that's incredible. You should be so proud of yourself. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like, you know, a little schizophrenic <laughs> when you're in New York and you're doing a bunch of different things to sort of like lift your career up. Uh, it can feel a little bit all over the place, but at the same time, then I do things like this and I talk to people like you and you're like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Like I am doing the dance thing and the Pilates thing and the bra thing. <laughs> you, know? you don't realize when you're so in it, like what you're doing, like, you know, what you're mean, not meaning like, you don't know what you're doing, like, you know what you're doing, but you're not like sitting there like, oh, I'm so amazing. And I'm doing this and I'm doing that. You're just like doing the work like you're like, in it making things happen. And you don't take a step back to say like, wow, look at what I've done. Right. I mean, totally. it's so important to do that. So what are you doing now with Broadway Bears since obviously, you know, there's not going to be a show this year? Yeah. So, you know, it's, honestly been 
one of the more devastating parts of the coronavirus for, for my time, this time of year for me, outside of also, I was supposed to have my wedding Memorial weekend and that's also canceled. But basically we want to still be able to fundraise for Broadway Cares because obviously a lot of their events and, you know, they do the red bucket collecting at every show and the national tours and there's no shows happening right now. So there's no collecting for them. Right. So it's really important and it's important for our community. This is such a beloved event in our community that just yesterday was supposed to be what dance orientation where we all come together. I basically announced the theme. Jerry Mitchell does his whole speech about why we're here and why we're doing this. And basically the whole community comes together and we kick off this, you know, May, June of rehearsals and just community and being together. And then the show would have happened on June 21st. So obviously with everything being shut down and it not being safe to have large groups together, that has all changed this year. And it's heartbreaking because we've, I've been planning this show now since October where I came up with the theme in October. We went through a lot of iterations of it. And then I reached out to choreographers. I built my whole team. We've had meetings since January. And then we had a whole photo shoot for it, for the marketing materials, which is all part of the process. And we are going to take all those assets and we're going to take this theme and we're actually going to use it for 2021 for the 30th anniversary show. But basically yesterday was kind of amazing. We had a virtual dance orientation uh, where we had 171 dancers on a Zoom call that, um, you know, we sort of were explaining to them how we're going to move forward with Broadway Bears virtually this year. I can't give too much away yet because it's not really out. All good. Let's rewind. We met at Athleta two years ago when you were there for a fitness and wellness event with your bone broth company, Broth Masters. How did you go from pursuing a career in dance and choreography, being the director and choreographer at Broadway Bears, and teaching hip-hop classes at Steps on Broadway, to launching a bone broth company? Yeah, so I have had Crohn's disease since I was 15 years old. And it has kind of been a thing that flares up for me every summer since I was 15. And for a while in my 20s, it was much better. But I actually had a really severe, going back to, I think I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, that I had a major ankle injury through dance. I believe it was in 2012, I want to say. And I had to have a pretty severe surgery on it. It was an osteochondral lesion and they tried to do it arthroscopically. And right after that surgery, with everything that they pumped into my system, it flared my Crohn's to an extent that I've never seen in my life. And to the point where I couldn't eat foods, I could not go out and enjoy just like a drink with friends. I was in constant pain and inflammation. And at that time, there wasn't that much about bone broth, but my family's always very much been a healing through food family. So I was seeing an integrative medicine doctor because I did not want to go on some hard drugs like Remicade or Humira because I've heard, A, they're just awful for you. They might not work and they can cause things like leukemia. And I didn't want to put anything in my body that can do that. So we basically started researching foods that were anti-inflammatory. And we came across a few blogs that 
had to do with Crohn's and they described a lot of stuff about bone broth and how, you know, the gelatinous, the gelatin from the bone broth really helps heal and seal the gut, that there's a lot of anti-inflammatory properties that, you know, when consumed right to the the gut can really help because your gut is like your second brain. And if your gut is not functioning well, you're going to have inflammation in the rest of your body. So obviously I had inflammation in my ankle from the surgeries and I had inflammation in my gut from my Crohn's. So I was in pretty bad shape and I've never been really like a chef in New York city. So the idea of getting the bones and slow simmering it for at least, you know, 24 to 48 hours and then breaking it down just seemed like impossible for someone like me. So my mom is she's a great cook and she can do all these things and she has, you know, lives in Michigan in a big kitchen. And so she started making the bone broth and overnighting it to me in New York wow, from Michigan. That's amazing. Yeah. She's really like the best mom ever. And So I started kind of giving my gut a break from other foods and I was just really consuming like the broth and soup. And it was the one thing that sort of calms my gut down. And about six months into like using the bone broth in my diet on a daily basis, my inflammation calmed down. I was started being able to eat, you know, regular foods without severe pain every single time. And I could get back to my semi-normal life again. Fast forward a few years, you know, my mom and I were talking about how much the bone broth helped me. And, you know, we both wanted to do something bigger than ourselves. And my mother's always wanted to like, you know, heal the world, help people. It's just like in her nature. It's in mine too, but, you know, she's just such an amazingly giving person. So we had sort of danced around the idea of like, what if we, you know, took this broth that helped me so much and, you know, made it more for the masses to help others. And at the time, there really was not that much about bone broth. It was, this was still really early. This was in 2015 when I had read an article about bone broth in the New York Times. And it was right when Brodo opened and they were like the first ones to just open that one window in the East Village. But I sort of read that article and I had been giving bone broth recipes to like my Pilates clients and, and people that I knew that had Crohn's disease for a while, because I was like, this helped me so much. And a lot of people don't want to make it. Most people are like, okay, that's awesome. But mm, I don't want to cook this for 48 hours, the smell in my house and all these things. But I started to realize if the New York times was picking this up, then people are going to start to know what bone broth is. Because at that time I would say bone broth has helped me so much. People are like bone, what, what is it? Like it yeah, wasn't, a I thing. love that. That's like, I love when yeah. people are like, wait, what is that? Ashwa, what? Ganda, yeah. what's an adaptogen? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean you're taking mushrooms? Yeah. You want me to eat bones? Like what? I, one random Sunday in February, 2015, I, my parents were in Argentina and I remember I had actually was on Facebook and I saw a friend of mine who had started a lava cake company from her grandmother's recipe in France. And she was doing it in Detroit, Michigan, and she had been doing it for three years and she had just gotten a partnership with Air France that her cakes were going to be in the business class for for flights from Detroit to Air France. Holy cow, that's insane. That's amazing. And I was like, wow, she really did this with a lava cake that, you know, three years ago she started baking these and selling them and look at her now. And I thought to myself, you know, she can do this with a lava cake. That's not something, it's like a luxury item for people to just enjoy. 
why can't we do this with the bone broth? So I wrote up a business plan. I sent it to my mom. She was like in Argentina at the time. I was like, can we talk about this when we get home? But yes, I love the idea. And basically she got home and within a week, she started talking to some friends about wanting to rent kitchen space. And she wanted to get the broth tested by a food scientist to make sure that it had the components that we wanted in it. And a week later, her friend who is a caterer called her up and said, a friend of mine who is writing a book about bone broth, it turned out to be Dr. Kellyanne Petrucci, who is writing the bone broth diet book. She has an office in Detroit and she was writing the book at the time and they needed a hundred quarts of bone broth a week for their, for their patients that didn't want to make it on their own. And basically my mom's friend said, you know, I don't know how to make this. This is, you just told me about this this week. Do you want this job. And so we had literally just had this idea a week before, but of course, once again, you always say yes and you figure it out from there. Yeah. And that's been our motto always. So it forced us to get our ducks in a row. It set up our LLC, find our bone sources, find our kitchen space. And we started, you know, making this bone broth and, um, that's sort of where it all started. And then from there it was experimenting on how to ship frozen and the different packaging and the containers and how do people order online and not just through writing us that they want to place an order. And slowly but surely five years later, we are shipping nationwide. You know, we have two products. We have the the original beef and chicken bone broth, and then we have the chicken only. And my mother is still making every single batch. We, you know, call it an artisanal bone broth because we are one of the only companies that doesn't have a co-packer. We're not cutting corners. We're still doing it 48 hours. And we've worked with a food scientist to maximize all the nutrients that are in that broth, even down to the garlic and onions, not overcooking our vegetables to make sure that people get that. So what are some of the amazing uh, healing ingredients in bone broth typically? Yeah. So, you know, we, we obviously like to say that there's no one trick for any healing. Obviously, there's no medical proof of anything with bone broth. So I just, I always, I always have to say that. We believe that there is healing through food. Food is medicine. And some of the key nutrients in the bone broth are A, the amount of gelatin and collagen that's in it. So when you cook the bones for that many hours, you're getting all of the gelatin out uh, and the collagen out of those bones. And we use things like the the marrow bones and the rib bones and the chicken feet. So you're really getting the most gelatinous bones. And all of that for your body when consumed is acts like a glue for your gut. So anything from like leaky gut to Crohn's disease like I have, it really just helps heal and seal the gut from any kind of inflammation that you might have. Outside of that, it's really high in protein. So for just a liquid, you're getting 14 grams of protein per cup. So, you know, usually I do one whole pouch, which is two cups, and that's 28 grams of protein. And so for someone like me with Crohn's disease, people with Crohn's don't process proteins that well. So breaking down proteins is much more difficult. So getting that amount of protein in a liquid form that's very easy to digest and it's very soluble into your system helps to get that protein into your body better. The high amount of protein and then we have in our bone broth, 30% of your daily calcium intake in one cup. So for women, especially, they're now saying that getting calcium through food is much more important than taking calcium supplements 
there, there has been some studies that getting calcium through supplements can cause like heart, heart disease as well now. So they're saying getting calcium through food is the most important way to do it. So in our bone broth, you know, you take one pouch, if you do it as a meal, you're getting 60% of your daily calcium intake. So that's 600 milligrams of calcium, which especially for women in their 20s, where they start to lose a lot of their calcium in their body, and it doesn't produce as much, it's really, really important to get that calcium through food. And then one of the, the main things too, that we found in our bone broth through the food scientist that we worked with, he was testing different broth for anti-inflammatory properties. And he called us up when he got all of our results and said, I understand why this helped your daughter so much with her Crohn's because there are a lot of anti-inflammatory properties. And one of the main ones is this sulfated glucosaminoglycans, which they call sulfated GAGs. And that it's very anti-inflammatory for, for your body. So the fact that our broth has such a high amount of these is why it helps people with Crohn's or inflammation and is just really healthy for you. And working with him, he's the one that also taught us that if you cook certain vegetables at high temperatures or for too long, then you lose some of those nutrients and anti-inflammatory properties. So that's why when my mother is doing our broth, because she's still cooking every single batch, she puts everything in, in scientific stages. So those vegetables that she's putting in at the end, she's putting them in at a time and temperature that's going to maintain the anti-inflammatory properties so that people that drink our broth are still getting those anti-inflammatory properties from the garlic, from the onions, the different nutrients that you're getting from the carrots and the vegetables that are in there so that those are not overcooked as well. That's amazing. Yeah, she's pretty incredible, my mother. <laughs> How big is your company? We're still a really small family business. So I'm basically doing all the the development and, and our outreach to get the product out there. We do a lot of trade shows here in New York. And, you know, we've done a few in Texas and we were supposed to do one in Phoenix, Arizona uh, last month, but it was moved obviously because of coronavirus to next year. But then my mother's in the kitchen. We have one other person that we've hired to help her in the kitchen. And then my father is in there doing the cooling and packaging process. And then my little brother is our shipping department. So we are a full family run. That's amazing. That's so cool. Have you seen an uptick of sales as a result of COVID-19? Yeah, absolutely. We in March, right when everything started happening, we had a huge uptick. I think we were almost up 50% in sales from the March, the previous March. Yeah, because A, people were super stocking up and B, people were, you know, scared and needed foods that were immune boosting. And bone broth is an immune boosting food. If you're, you know, most, uh, most winters when I'm drinking it every single day, basically because of my Crohn's, but also because now it's just really healthy doing that. Plus like taking elderberry and echinacea through the winter has staved off, you know, colds and flus for me for years. And so we did see a huge uptick in March. And then again, last month, we were definitely up in sales from April of last year as well. So we have seen like a big uptick in that because people obviously with COVID even were using our broth. We got a review the other day that someone had written that our broth was the only thing that she could drink through her COVID process. And she had, she had COVID and she said it was the only thing that she could drink through it. I've heard a lot of people talking about how they, how they can't mm -hmm. eat anything. Like and taste and smell. How like just yeah. liquids. So that's a huge thing with the bone broth, especially because 
the way that we make it, it's, it's real food. It's not like a box soup that, you know, has been processed or irradiated or anything like that that's on a shelf. So you're getting the nutrients that your body needs to help fight any kind of thing. So whether it's COVID or whether we have, you know, cancer patients that are fighting cancer and going through chemo treatments and their body is in such a weakened state. And they also can't consume solid foods because it makes them nauseous or it's too hard. We've had unbelievable stories of people that have said, your bone broth helped us get through this because it gave us the nutrients to fight the fight. You know, our bodies need those, the protein, our bodies need that, the calcium, our bodies need the anti-inflammatory properties. And if you're not able to consume food because you're feeling sick, you're feeling nauseous, you can't taste anything. So this is a really unbelievable alternative to getting that nutrient in those nutrients in your bodies. That's incredible. Yeah. We've seen some pretty amazing stuff with what bone broth and things that we never, never knew it could help with. People have written us that it helps with their gout, people with gallbladder issues. One woman, there's a testimony on our website. She was supposed to have gallbladder surgery because her gallbladder was not producing enough bile and she was in a lot of pain and she was a vegan. And she said, okay, let me try this broth one cup in the morning, one cup in the evening for, you know, an extended period of time. And a month into her doing that, her pain went away. Her, her gallbladder started producing the bile it needed. And the doctors told her she didn't need the surgery. So you see stories like that and you're like, okay, we're doing something good here. <laughs> you know? No, I mean, I believe it. I, it's pretty amazing. The things that your body could do if you're giving it the right fuel to succeed. And especially for inflammation, which is like so hard to identify where it's coming yeah. from. And like, what it's doing in your body. So you're doing all of these things at once. You're teaching it steps, your hip hop dance, you're the director of Broadway Bears, and you're, and you're running this hugely impactful company that's providing people with solutions through bone broth for wellness. That's Thank pretty you. cool. <laughs> we, yeah. That's awesome. And so what do you do to stay fit? <laughs> what do I do to stay fit? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, what are you doing now to stay fit and healthy during? I'm a Pilates instructor also. So I've been doing a lot of Pilates on my own. And then I've been taking a few of my, my friends classes that are Pilates instructors. And I'm teaching two classes right now on zoom, one for the pre-professional program at steps with my advanced kids. And then one, I just started an open adult class through their the steps on Broadway virtual classes. So I'm doing that every Wednesday from 4.30 to 5.30 for the time being. Are they both yeah, hip-hop? Hip open hip-hop class. And then I'm very lucky that I got out of the city and headed up to the Catskills right when all this happened. So I've been up here for two months and I've been hiking peaks and I've done 10... 3,500 peaks since I've been here. And, you know, just that's been a, a real outlet for physical activity when you can't really do that. And there's, there's honestly not that many people out here. This town is like 500 people and the trails are vast and many. And so you can find trails that nobody's on. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. That's yeah. really awesome. I have to tell yeah. you. <laughs> You can see, can you see the drool yeah. like coming out of, no, every, every, com considering like I've spoken to you a few times and I'm always complaining yeah. that there's no I mean, space, but I chose, yeah, everybody yeah. that has, I've been posting like Insta stories on my hikes and my peaks. Everyone's like, your quarantine is a dream. <laughs> yeah. You're living your best life, but normally your go-to is dance, right? Yes. And no, yes, because I'm always creating for class. So like 
the choreography process can is like you know a little bit challenging and you know kind of standing in my room with a mirror and just putting on music and seeing what comes out of my body for hours and then obviously when you teach class I, I think I used to do it a lot more in my 20s and late 20s into my early 30s but ever since I, I had I've had three ankle surgeries on this ankle and on my knee and yeah, it was an osteochondral lesion, and the last one they had to actually take cartilage out of my knee, break a bone in my ankle, my medial, my medial malleolus, and put the cartilage in there and put some screws in. So for a while, I had to kind of cut back how many classes I was teaching just because hip-hop is very hard on your body, and it was just getting... It sounds like it's worse than yeah, running. Yeah, it can be. And so, you know, hence why I... A, started the bone broth business and started Pilates clients so I could kind of diversify myself a little bit more and not just be completely reliant on my body and choreography because, you know, you never know what can happen to your body. And so now I really only teach advanced classes so that I do the choreography. I don't have to do it every single time over and over and over again. Like I would have to do with like young kids classes. And then when you're choreographing with professional dancers, you don't also have to do everything over and over again because they really pick things up pretty quickly. So I tried to do more projects. I also was in Dallas, Texas for two months doing, I was the associate choreographer for a production of In the Heights at the Dallas Theater Center. So, you know, when you're doing stuff like that, I really love that because I'm working with dancers, I'm working with artists that are, you know, you put the movement on them and then you rehearse it and you make sure it looks great and clean and, and put it out there on, to, on the stage. And I love that aspect of it. It's much healthier for my body. And I just love that whole process. So yeah, normally, especially this time of year when I'm directing and choreographing for Broadway Bears, we are usually in like a million rehearsals plus my classes at Steps. And so physically I'm doing a lot. And then, you know, during the summer anyways, I usually like, I'm a big biker, biking and, and hiking. Yeah. Me and my fiance do a lot of biking and hiking and, and I love Pilates and yoga. So that's kind of like all over the place with my workouts. I don't, I don't really love like the whole you know, hit classes and all that stuff because it sometimes it can be too much for my knees and my body. And I like a little bit more just core work. I totally get it. Well, this has been super awesome. It's yeah, you'll have to come to Broadway Bears next year for sure. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com and let me know what you're enjoying what you want to hear more of if you have questions for our guests just reach out